Hi, and welcome to the Movement Diaries, a no-holds-barred podcast where we'll unpack all things exercise and movement within the world of the no-pain, no-gain fitness culture. Hosted by me, movement coach Jordana Edelstein, we'll dive into why exercise has notoriously become all about self-punishment, fixing what's wrong with how your body looks, and burning off last night's pizza rather than simply feeling good and strong in your own skin. Let's have some honest, candid conversations about how to shift the all-or-nothing mindset around fitness and reclaim movement and exercise as a way to feel capable, confident, and empowered in your own body and mind. Ready to break the rules of exercise with me? Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Today's episode 76. I'm solo. There's going to be a series now of solo episodes. Um, I've always tried to alternate solo with guests. I went through a short period last summer where I did like six or seven weeks of solo episodes. And that's about to happen again. And to be honest, it's a byproduct of like scheduling and life stuff that's been going on. I got super ahead with my guests for a long time. We're like, like two months, like the episode with Ashley last week, we recorded in February. Um, And then what happened is a lot of stuff was going on. I didn't have any more guests scheduled and then I was away. And right now, the end of April and through the month of May, I have a lot going on with um, the school show, which I'll talk about more separately. Um, And then I'm going to get some guests scheduled kind of coming into the summer. So um, I have a lot of fun ideas for solo podcasts and so many topics I've been wanting to talk about. So there's going to be lots of good stuff. And I actually, I think it's kind of nice because my solo episodes are short. Um, And so I personally love listening to like 15, 20, 25 minute podcasts. Honestly, they're kind of my favorite. So that's what I love about solo episodes. Um, Okay. So here's what I wanted to talk about today. This is one of those podcasts where I saw something online this morning that like really... I don't know, it got like under my skin. And it's something I've been thinking about and wanting to talk about. I'm like, okay, I got to run upstairs and I got to record a podcast today. I'm like doing this in between like eating lunch and like seeing a client. And here's the thing. I was, I saw this post this morning from someone that I follow um, who's not a friend. I I don't know her. She's in like the creative space. That's all I'll say. Um, nothing to do with food or anything like that. And she posted, um, that she started seeing a nutritionist and she's trying, she wants, she's starting to eat like more clean foods. And she used that word clean several times. And then I looked at a couple of the comments and other people were like, yeah, I've been eating really clean too. And so what I wanted to talk about today and why that got under my skin, and I completely understand, like that's a word that almost everybody uses around food. I'm eating really clean. And here's why I don't like that word And here's what I wanted to talk about on this podcast, which is their language that I have really become aware of and try not to use anymore uh, with myself, with my clients, in kind of any context around food, because the language that we use is so important. We don't realize how significant it is. The way that we talk to ourselves, the words that we use are everything. And this is something I'm going to continue to talk more about. And I got to be honest, I'm super inspired right now by Brene Brown's new book, Atlas of the Heart, which I've started reading and I'm watching her special. And basically the whole book is about language and the language that we use to communicate our emotions and how essential it is to have the right words to talk about how you're feeling, which is completely related to food. And I'm so excited to be reading it. I'm getting so many ideas. But here's the thing about clean. 
if you're eating what what is clean, right? Typically, stereotypically, clean would be organic, would be kind of whole foods, lots of vegetables, things that are fresh, less packaged foods. Um, I think generally more nutritious foods, which are all good things, right? The foods that are kind of encompassed in that word clean are all nourishing, nutritious foods. But the issue is then where do foods that are less nutritious fit in? Are they dirty? Are they bad? Are you incorporate? If you're, if you're eating clean, then what is the role of those foods? And then before you know it, you're in this black and white, good or bad, on and off mindset. And so that's my issue like with this language. If you're eating clean, then where does all that other food, what happens when you have a cookie? Or are you only eating cookies that are made with like coconut sugar and almond flour and are keto or paleo or anything? And it's like, I don't think that every single food needs to be quote, like healthified. If you have a food sensitivity, if you obviously have an allergy, which is like a whole separate thing, I'm not even going to go down that road. But if you know that certain foods like make you feel really bloated or give you gas, 100%, yes, substitute, find the things that work. If you know that eating like certainly too much sugar makes you feel crappy, for a lot of people it does, absolutely be mindful of that. And at the same time, not every single thing that you eat needs to like be clean, right? Like it's just not realistic. Like what happens when you go out to out to dinner or out to a wedding or anything, anything when you're outside your home and you have less control naturally of what you're eating, then what happens? And and it's a very slippery slope because it's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't eat clean or I can't eat clean. And it's like, well, what do I, what do I do? And then it kind of it gets into that on track off thing. Like this, these this language, it's all part of the same thing. It's the on track, off track. It's the good, the bad. Um, you know, other other words around this kind of similar but different is the word treat, right? And which is often used in the context of dessert or something that's more indulgent or something we don't eat as often. And the word treat to me implies like a certain level of specialness and exclusiveness, um, almost like maybe a reward, something that we don't have very often. And there's a lot of subjectivity with this. And if that word is helpful for you, great, use it. Um, these are not like what I'm saying here. It's not not rules. I'm just sharing like my thoughts and opinions, how I approach language for myself and how I approach the words I use when I talk and, and coach. Um, because all like to me, I have dessert almost every day. Sometimes I'll have something sweet after more than one meal. Depends. I, I really... Like I really check in and pay attention and I know sometimes it'll happen after breakfast. Sometimes it won't. Sometimes I'll have something sweet after three meals a day. Sometimes I'll have something sweet after no meals a day. There's no rule. There's no, it's, it's about me checking in and paying attention, which is a separate topic. But the word treat implies like that it's not something you can have all the time or that maybe it's too indulgent or that you have to be like really careful around it. Like, oh, this is a treat. And yes, it's uh, this is not about taking away from the specialness of certain foods, but using some the word special and the word treat to me are different. Like 
certainly there are some foods, especially more like holiday foods or seasonal foods that we don't have all the time, like a Cadbury egg, perfect, perfect example. We just came off Easter and I still have some sitting in my house. To me, I, I, a Cadbury egg is a dessert. It's, it's sweet by definition. It's a dessert. I don't think of it as a treat. I think of it as a dessert. It's something sweet that I would eat at the end of a meal if I want to have something sweet. A treat like puts it on a pedestal and it makes it feel, I can't find the right words, which is a problem because I'm recording a podcast. Um, I, I think it attaches some level of like guilt to it or that you have to be like really careful or that you can only have it once in a while. Like a treat implies something that you don't do all the time or that you can't have all the time. Kind of exclusivity almost. And that's that's my challenge with that word. Like just call it a dessert. Because it whenever we start to use that type of language, it creates, there's like a sense of restrict. This is a treat. You don't have a treat every day, right? You have a treat once in a while. And so it's like, oh, well, I only have this once in a while. Then it's like there's a sense of restriction around it. And oh, when can I have more? And oh, this treat was so good and and I don't know when I'll get to have it again. Like there's it it might not be totally conscious, but anything that creates a sense of restriction around food is not the direction that you want to go. If you are someone who has had any type of disordered eating or struggled with yo-yo dieting or anything in the past, if you've never struggled with any of that stuff and you would want to use the word treat, great. But you're if you're listening to this, you've struggled with this stuff, right? I don't think I need to caveat that. And this is work. We have to be really aware of this stuff because this language is so common. And this may be, you might be like, why? Like I use the word treat all the time. And I get that. What I'm trying to do is create awareness around the language that we use and how it might be impacting you in a way that you're not aware of. That's really what this is about. When you really start to think about the meaning of these words and the implication and the insinuation of them, it's a lot more than just saying a word. There's a lot of meaning behind it. And this really, really matters. Um, You know, this is also like, uh, there's so much conversation around like, oh, it was so good this weekend. What does that mean? You were so good. Typically that means I ate really clean. I didn't have treats, right? You can see these things are all like overlap. Um, I exercise, right? I didn't overeat um, or whatever it is. And so what does that mean? If you were so good, what would happen if you'd had a dessert? You know, what's the, uh, what happens when you're not good? It means like you're bad, I wrote, did I do a, I think I did a post about this quite a long time ago where I wrote, it's not about being good. It's about feeling good, right? Those are two different things, very different things. You can have a dessert and feel good, right? You can eat nutritious food and feel good. You can eat non-nutritious food and feel good. I know it feels like a mouthful to say non-nutritious, but like I don't and junk food. That's another. This that was another one. Remembering all the words I wanted to bring up. I don't use the word junk food anymore. I don't even use it around Ben, because again, it implies that like it's bad. It's not nutritious. I'm not sitting here and telling you that like Doritos and Twizzlers and candy and cookies have nutrition. They don't. But they don't serve that purpose, 
we have to understand the roles of foods. And the role of a bag of Doritos is not the same as the role of broccoli. They serve different purposes, but they both have a place. And that's the thing. Like they can coexist. It doesn't have to be a choice. It doesn't have to be either or. They can, and I very much believe they need to coexist for 99% of the population. Are there some people who can completely exclude food groups forever? Yes, of course there are. For most people, and if you are listening to this, you are in this group because if you are listening to this, these are things you've struggled with. We need both and. We need the Doritos and the broccoli. (laughs) Just examples. Insert your foods of choice there. So if you had a bag of Doritos this weekend, you weren't bad. You ate non-nutritious food. If you ate like four bags of Doritos and had a binge, you're still not bad. It means you've had trouble regulating your hunger and fullness cues and probably had some emotional stuff going on and were using food to, to work through that. Being a lot of times when we say, oh, it was so good, it means that we white knuckled through something, right? We pushed things away. We ignored things. And that only lasts for so long, right? This is comes back to the skills versus rules conversation. Like you can start to see as I'm talking, I started talking about one thing and now I'm kind of talking about different things because all of these things do weave together. And let me tell you, you need to hear these things a million times before it sinks in. So it actually, I love that that happens when I talk about these things, that it starts to pull in topics from other podcasts and posts. And if you we've ever DM'd, I'm sure conversations that we've had. Um, but again, going back to the junk food piece, you know, junk food implies that there's no purpose to it, that it's just shit. And it is, I guess you could say it's shit nutritionally. There's a nutrition, but it's other purpose. It tastes amazing. It brings you joy. Um, sometimes it brings comfort and that's okay. We'll talk about comfort food separately and, and when food can be used as comfort. Um, but just because it doesn't have nutrition doesn't mean it's bad. And that's really important. And that's, again, why the language matters. Like, you know, again, it puts like exclusivity on it. Like junk food is only for certain occasions. Like you have a sleepover and you can have lots of junk food or it's like a girl's night out and you have lots of junk food. You're super stressed and you eat junk food. Like, well, why can't you eat that food on like a regular day? And what would happen if you did? Then maybe it would feel less exclusive, right? This gets back to like kind of the core of like the binge restrict cycle um, and what food freedom is and how to incorporate all foods over time with practice and skills, not just like you wake up one day, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to keep like all these foods in my house. Um, I just want you to start to notice the language that you use and then how, right, how it makes you feel and what the implications are, right? It seems like so harmless. Oh yeah, like that's junk food. And I get it. And I'm not saying all of a sudden you just stop using this language, I'm asking you to think about when you use those words, what does it actually mean? What is the implication of it? What are your beliefs kind of around that food and the way they fit into your life when you use, say, things like clean eating, junk food, treats, I was so good this weekend, all of this stuff. What's below the surface of that word that just kind of flies out of your mouth? Because it's it's the language that we use, right? It's just accepted. But it matters, And it's all of this is so deeply ingrained that we need to like take a step back and think about like, why do I say that? What does that actually mean? Like, what is the meaning behind these words? So hope as always, this gets you thinking. 
love to hear if it brings up anything for you, reach out. I love when you guys send me a DM and you're like, I listened to the podcast this morning. It makes me so happy. Um, So keep me posted and more soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Movement Diaries. If you love this episode or are enjoying this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want more information or want to learn more about me or anything I offer, you can check me out on Instagram. My handle is just my first name and my last name, Jordana Adelstein. Website is the same thing. I have lots of free classes and tutorials, and I'm always sharing. I'm on Instagram pretty much every day sharing what's going on in my life and how to make movement and exercise a more joyful part of your routine. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.